I know you understand about the video marketing, the importance of video marketing, why videos are important, why it is so engaging and all those kind of things related with video, but you don't have the insider's look at B2B videos. And if you want to have that insider's look, this is the episode for you. As long as you're caring about it, other people who hear what you're talking about are going to feel that from you. And if they care about that topic as well, they're going to want to join that conversation. Chris is a video producer with over 20 years of experience in the industry. Chris's company, Cleaver Creative, has created B2B animations, videos for events and sales presentations, commercials seen by millions. And now he works with business owners to help them create their own videos and only cares about results. Obviously, you need to establish credibility. Uh, which should partially be done at the very minimum through your videos with talking about your areas of expertise in your business. Millions of people have watched the content that he produced or he created. And also on top of that, he only cares about the results. These are the three keywords, main keywords that you should know and you should remember because the value that you will get in this episode is going to be around these three keywords mainly. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to issuesing.com, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H, issuesing.com, and you can learn more about me there. If you want to learn more about Starting to Know, this podcast, go to startingtoknow.com and learn more about many in-depth related topics. Specifically for now, we are focused on podcast-related content. So if you want to start your own podcast, you want to learn more about podcasting before even starting the podcast, you can go there, learn more about podcasting-related topics. Now, without further ado, let's welcome Chris to the show. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm uh, I'm really happy to be here. You're very welcome here. What do you do at Cleaver Creative? What do I do at Cleaver Creative? So I founded Cleaver uh, just going on 10 years now. And uh, we have done a lot of different videos over the years. Right now, the main videos that we do are animation style videos that are explainer videos, as well as helping business owners and companies create their own video content, uh, usually on LinkedIn. Um, so those are the two two categories that we we mainly work in. What do you think about like videos in journal about for, for B2B sales and marketing? What do you feel in journal? So I generally recommend um, if people are looking to start using video for B2B, LinkedIn is probably the only place they need to be. The organic reach on LinkedIn right now is really strong. There's actually very few content creators there creating high value business content. Um, and so if you are creating high value business content on a regular basis on LinkedIn, you will get seen. You will get seen by the people that you probably want to be seen by because it is uh, a, a more um, serious B2B audience there. And uh, video speaks volumes if if you're doing it well. Uh, so that is generally my advice for marketing B2B is create some regular content on LinkedIn and make video a, a part of that. So kind of a mixed strategy, like video has to be there. This is what you're saying. 100% like, you know, we all make buying decisions based on no like and trust hmm. video can do all three very well 
it doesn't have to, but if you decide to do case studies and blogs and uh, other written materials to cover the trust part, to build up your, you know, your statistics and details around your business and success you've had, mm-hmm. uh, video can f- really do know and like well, because ultimately that's the reason why we make a decision to work with a business many times. There's a lot of people who, who do what you do, but people choose to work with you because of your personality. And uh, that has been actually one of the biggest surprises for me Mm. is now my client base is one that I just really get along with well, because they chose me basically before we even met. Yeah. I understand that part. Like when the video is there, person can actually see or view like, the perspective, the second perspective, what a company is trying to sell, that relationship, the trust is there. But what makes a good B2B video? What is that secret sauce? What is that ingredient? Yeah. So the the main ingredient, the key ingredient is you have to care mm-hmm. about what you're talking about. I don't care if it is talking about manufacturing processes or uh, internal processes in your company or whatever it is, it could be, it could be your family. It could be um, mm-hmm. passion projects. It could be about sports and you can bring in these topics into your content. As long as you're caring about it, other people who hear what you're talking about are going to feel that from you. And if they care about that topic as well, they're going to want to join that conversation. Obviously you need to establish credibility uh, which should partially be done at the very minimum through your videos with talking about your areas of expertise in your business. But mm. it doesn't all have to be that. And in fact, depending on how niche your topic is, I usually recommend that people pick one to two other topics that you're going to come back to regularly and speak to um, because honestly, you just care about it. You're just interested in it. And that tends to to fill you out as a person in your audience or your network's mind. They get to they get to realize that you're not just a business robot only focused mm-hmm. on your business. You care about whatever it is, fishing, dentists, your family, whatever it is. And they get to see your 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 beliefs and uh, what you truly are are passionate about and believe in, even if it's not always one hundred percent business. And how do you recommend um, picking up the video topics? As you said, topics are important, but how do a company or someone pick a video topic on a consistent basis? Does yeah. there has to be, have to be a theme around it, series of I, videos in the same section or something like that? I usually recommend that there's a couple of themes. Usually I tell folks, if you don't know where to start, pick three concepts that you want to focus on. Um, and those could be all business related or at least one of them should be business related. The other two can be perhaps more personal type topics that you want to talk about. And maybe it's women in business and, uh, I don't know, roller skating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but one of those topics needs to be about your business and it needs to be talking about, um, your business in a way that is helpful to your uh, your audience. Sometimes that is your prospective client, but sometimes it's actually also um, people in your in your field that are going to want to also contribute to the conversation. 
one of my clients is a process improvement consultant and has his own company and he's doing very well. And a lot of times the people who are boosting his topics by talking about them are his quote unquote competitors or people who are in the field because they also want a chance to have their voice heard and establish uh, their credibility that gets a discussion going. And then of course the post rises up further in, in our feeds because we see there's real legitimate conversations going on. Love it or hate it. Like the, the post is going to go up anyways. Like if people are putting comments, yes. <laughs> Yes. And yeah, you obviously don't want to be trolling people. Yeah. Uh, but if if you're passionate about it, other people will be passionate about it. And even if even if you think other people are gonna be bored by it and you're like, who wants to hear about the widgets we make and how we make them? Mm. I can guarantee you, if you are actually interested in it, other people will be and they will tune in and they will and we'll come back for more because you're the only person talking about those widgets. Fact, fact, true. How much like that part is covered or we talked about it, but how much content does a business need to put out there to drive results? Like how much? One video a week, one day, yeah. one video a day. I think for marketing B2B, the recipe is one video a week. If you can also pair that sometimes with other pieces of content. So um, those can be videos of you talking. I, I really do recommend having a vlog where you're really talking directly to your network and saying, hey, this is what I really want to talk about this week. And next week I might be talking about something else. But yeah, one video a week is a really great recipe. And then you have to make sure that you're really covering that trust category uh, with your content. So if sometimes sometimes people have a hard time in a two or three minute vlog talking about an in-depth business case study because the work that you do is very complicated and it's really hard to condense that down into something that's short. So you have to integrate that trust content in there as well. So that needs to either come through the videos or it can come through uh, your your blog, written articles, uh, you know, written case studies, newsletters, et cetera. But I think one post a week, one video a week is a really great recipe. And it's it's manageable as well, which cool. I like because you can record all of your content in one day and then have all of your content for the month, which is really nice. Yeah, four videos a month is not too bad. Like it's, it's not much of a hassle right now. And that's what I feel like because some companies are pushing a lot of content, then... Mm -hmm you would have to dedicate a lot of time there as well, but that's going to take your time away from running a business. So I, yes. I, I got your point. So how much does it cost to actually create one video? Let's go a little bit deeper. I just want to sure. like come to the conclusion of like, okay, four videos a month. This is how it can it much it, it can cost a company. Sure. So we do a package for companies that is four videos a month and it's $1,400 a month. And that includes strategizing around content, doing a remote record session where we coach them through the recording process. Then we take all that footage, we edit it, we put on the branding, we put on the subtitles, and we update that look and feel um, every two months so that when your audience has seen your content, they're not seeing the exact same thing over and over and over again because people do tune out um, visually when they keep seeing the same thing over and over. So uh, we found that to be a pretty good recipe. So if company wants to do like something in-house, 
do you think it's going to cost more, cost less? What do you think? It depends. I see this trend happening a lot and I think it's inevitable, right? Like, you know, 15 years ago, it was photographers who were losing their businesses because they weren't prepared for all these like young photographers to come out and just be willing to do things for half the price or whatever. And so I do see people's in-house production teams growing. And I think that's honestly great. It's inevitable. Um, That does create other opportunities. But the caveat with that is that uh, sometimes businesses are looking for somebody who can do everything. They want a web designer Mm -hmm. who can do videos, who can do animations, who can do this and that. And so it's usually worth creating a system Uh, I think with an expert in an area, regardless of what that is, that could be writing blogs or whatever. And then once they, you have that systemized, there's no harm in bringing it in house and saying, okay, we, we know the process. We know what we want to do. We've been doing it for six months. Let's bring this in house and give it to the intern and say, can you kind of take this and run with it? Hmm. Um, There, you know, there's no harm in experimentation, but I, I have found that, um, people burn out or they don't create the right content, which is also kind of painful to see. I see sometimes businesses creating their own stuff and I'm like, yeah. I can tell you why nobody wants to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to hear it probably because they just spent a ton of time and energy on it. But um, it's just like a product really. I'm sure you probably know with your podcast, yeah. like create something that people want to buy, create something that people want to watch is the same principle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like if if company is going to hire someone uh, or hire a team, then you have to dedicate, if not 100%, if not 5%, like at least some person of your time to that team, what is happening. Like it's right. another layer of management. Like now I have to manage this another department as well in terms right. of like what kind of content we will be pushing out what is the strategy what is mar- is marketing taking care of that department like what's happening but overall it's going to hit on the co- cost like overall cost is going to add the cost um like seeing the ROI or not like hiring the department directly i think so is going to be a risky bet for any company because you don't know the ROI right so exactly and and most it's an interesting time too, because a lot of young people have grown up wanting to do YouTube and stuff like mm. that. So they're kind of more comfortable being on camera, but there's a lot of people who are holdouts and they're like, Oh, I don't want to be on camera. And if you give it to somebody who doesn't really is not passionate about it, doesn't know how to do it properly. Um, they're not going to bring a, the knowledge base in how to do it, but they're also just not going to bring the energy to 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 stick with it and and get through the hard times as well so uh yeah it's it's a tricky proposition true and okay we talked about b2b but there has to be some difference between b2b videos and b2c is there any according to your experience yes 100 percent um so b2c is usually looking at this much wider audience And that's really when it comes down to more um, traditional, traditional, quote unquote, um, Mm. advertising. So you're going to create, you know, a commercial or a series of commercials around your product or service. And then you're going to target, you know, niches uh, on social through Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and just show that to the right people, track them, retarget them with 
more content and do it as a broader advertising strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's obviously advantages to both. Like the nice thing about working B2B is you really are looking for a very niche target group. So that doesn't, so that means you don't have to get thousands and thousands of views to be, to get some results. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas with advertising, you do need to market to a larger group, know that you're not going to close all of these sales, but that if you close the right number of them, you're going to, you know, make it profitable for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but is there any, any, like I would say fundamental difference in creating the video video is a video. I understand that part, but topic of course is going to be different between B2C and B2B. Uh, like, Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, additional layers, like what actually technically happens on like, I definitely think because there is a difference, like B2C is a different segment, B2B is a different segment. So of course, people are different, even though B2C can be a B2B, B2B can be a B2C because it's it's a person, person actually, you are targeting person at two different stages. But, right. but, but at least like there has to be a difference uh, between uh, like the technical part of the video. There definitely is. I, I would say that it's, it's in the content as far as um, the style of what you want to create. So, you know, a lot of times we start with, with a B2C video, we start with customer testimonials mm-hmm. and we look and see how many testimonials have, do they have? Can we pull some really, really good ones and create a video out of that? Even if it's just written, have that type animate on, show the product, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, a thousand different ways you can go about it. I personally think that there's uh, a lot of people who are starting podcasts for their B2B marketing when they should probably be starting a vlog because it's much easier, much less time and you can get sent the same results. Hmm. Um, so I don't know if that totally answers your questions, but there's, there's a lot of different ways to make different content for different things. Hmm. And the difference between marketing B2B is I think much more personal, whereas marketing B2C is you're generally going after a wider audience. And so you're going to make something that is speaking to the, speaking to that, that personality type, but um, you're just hitting a lot more people with it. Maybe this is going to give us like another level of insight. What are some of the things that you have learned from your videos, any data, any, any pointers, any tips from whatever you have done so far over the years? Yeah. It's been a really interesting uh, journey because I was a holdout for, I mean, I've been running my company, like I said, for about 10 years mm. and I was a holdout for getting out in front of the camera. Cause I was like, no, no, no. I'm the guy behind the camera. I'm the guy producing the videos. I don't want to be talking on camera. Um, I got over that. And one of the biggest things that I found to be uh, a benefit is that the clients that I have are, are such good fits now. Like we, we get along really well. Uh, we want to work more and more together. Uh, and I think that is because they chose me through the video content I was making. So not only were they knowing that it's, I know what I'm talking about, but also they just like the way that I talk about it. Um, so that's probably the biggest benefit aside from just growing the way I want to grow. Um, I think 
I think the same is true for our clients in that uh, they sort of, it's a, it's a little bit of a leap of faith, right? Like probably mm. a little bit like this podcast, like if you build it, they will come kind of a thing. Like you have to, if your sales, I mean, people have asked me that too. Like if your sales cycle, how long, how long is it going to take me to make a sale? I'm like, well, how long is your sales cycle now? Sometimes people don't know. Like mm. They don't really know what an average sales cycle is because they don't really track that and that's fine. But if you don't know, then it's really hard to say. Uh, mm. If your sales cycle is a year, then I would say expect your first sale to come after a year uh, with the caveat that then theoretically you should have another sale coming after that. There's no guarantees, right? Because like it all comes down to how good the content is and your engagement with the audience. But I wouldn't guarantee it's not, you know, even with um, traditional advertising B2C, a lot of people sort of feel like, okay, I make this commercial. I put it out there. It's a magic bullet. Then the sales just roll in and I'm good. You have to tweak that commercial. You have to change things. You have to change the call to action. You have to like try an A-B test, two different Mm -hmm. ones to see how they work. So the same is true with B2B content, except that you're kind of doing it over time. You're, you're, you've got a plan, you've got a roadmap, and then you're going to test and tweak different things to see how your audience reacts. And if they react well, you're going to do more of that. If they react poorly or they don't react, then you do less of that and you just keep building. Okay. This context is really, really helpful in, in some areas, maybe my Next question that I'm thinking is going to give me like a little bit of more insight into it. Like I'm just trying to peel up the layers, like what it actually takes to build an awesome content. Like maybe some of your favorite videos that you think define a good video, like maybe that's going to help me in understanding a one layer deeper, what what is actually happening. For sure. I mean, um, one of my favorite videos was, uh, from, from that consulting client and we were shooting and he actually, he actually kind of started complaining about one of his clients. He didn't name <laughs> them, but he was talking so passionately about it and he, he really wanted to help them. He was really trying to help them. <laughs> and he had gotten a text from one of his employees and, he was just started kind of, kind of complaining about it and saying, see, this is why change can't happen here is because management wants to control this. And then I just hit roll, you know, right before he got into it. And <laughs> then after he stopped talking, we stopped rolling. I said, that's it. That's the clip. And that got like 3000 views or something like that on LinkedIn. And, you know, he was kind of worried about it too. Cause he was like, well, you know, should I put this out there? What if they know I'm talking <laughs> about them? I'm like, you have to decide that. Like, I can't tell you. This couldn't be bad for you. But if you're worried about it, if it's too big of a client, if it's too big of a potential loss, then yeah, don't put it out there. But if they might see it and go, it might start another conversation with them about how they're not moving forward in the right direction, then maybe it's a good thing. Like you have to take some little risks like that, sometimes calculated risks. The other thing is too, is that I tell this to people who because I think we do want to know what's not working as well as what is working. I tell people like, you don't have to talk about things that aren't working now. You can talk about things that didn't work a year ago or 10 years ago. And that kind of humanizes you and lets us know how you got through things. So um, there's probably other examples, but I feel like I'm kind of rambling now. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. It's all good. But yeah, uh, 
yeah, the things that like, again, I keep coming to this, but like the things that when you get passionate about, when you're excited about it, um, that's really what makes the best content. Awesome. And this is what I've learned so far uh, from you, like be opinionated. Like if you have your opinion, put it out there. And the, yes. of course we are talking about video. So the medium is going to be video, the stage or the platform that can be used can be LinkedIn, um, being a B2B platform mostly. And, um, in terms of like regular pieces, teams aim for two or three teams, then aim yes. for, uh, four pieces of, of videos, uh, per month. It's going to cost mm -hmm. approximately $1,400 with you. We, we learned ROI, like having a departments inside, like, should we have it? We should, shouldn't we have it? Like things like that. So we covered a lot in here. And I want to keep on going and keep on poking you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, Happy to talk as long as you want to, honestly. <laughs> but time is off the essence. Like right right now, like nowadays, like, you know, yeah. um, attention span is, is less. So <laughs> sure. any final thoughts that you would like to share with the, with the person who's listening to this episode right now? Um, no. I, well, I guess so. I mean, if, uh, if people want to reach out to me, I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me with my first and last name, Chris Weir. Last name is W-E-I-H-E-R. You probably see it in your show notes or what have you. Yeah. And then if people are interested, I do have a resource of 10 uh, of my most popular, maybe most valuable videos that I've created on LinkedIn uh, on our website at clevercreates.com. So they can find that there if they want it. Okay. so And this is going to be the best way to reach out to you, LinkedIn and your website? Yes, that's that's great. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming to the show. This really means a lot. Yes. Thank you for having me. I, I had a great time. Thank you. <laughs>